0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother. Ah, you you know who he is. What's up, bro?
1: I didn't hear Corey B underscore MTG. I, I don't know where to begin then. Do I do I start now? Do I just go
0: in? You just go into it. Yeah. Oh, okay, Brad. I'm doing
1: so good, man. You know, like really great. I missed chatting with all y'all uh, last week, but excited to be back. And uh, have a fun podcast with y'all.
0: Yeah, I desperately needed a mental health day last week, so I apologize to all of our listeners in the world out there. Um, All good. uh,
1: You deserve it. You deserve it. Take care of yourself first, podcast second.
0: Well many things second and then
1: podcast right yeah 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 I suppose I suppose i'm I'm more important to you over the podcast I would hope you know? oh for sure yeah. and, okay. and
0: and and <laughs> and speaking of priorities over the podcast we do have a special guest this week and we oh. have no idea why it's Brian Brown doing uh but we're embracing not knowing and because honestly nothing matters and uh and yeah so uh Brian, how are you doing great intro it's perfect it's beautiful
2: <laughs> I'm embracing. <laughs> your mantra of not knowing a why i'm on this podcast
3: <laughs> B, who
2: i am and where i am but oh actually i do know where i am i'm, I'm in i'm in the restroom right now
1: oh but, you're you're recording from the toilet again huh you're still doing that
2: yeah i still yeah still doing it you
0: I know, mean, we our, keep telling you not to do that. Yeah, and, you know yeah, the you editor know. has
1: been like really pissed at you for doing this, right? Like it's it's been causing a lot of problems, but you're still choosing to do it, huh?
2: Still doing it. Yeah, yeah good for still you. doing it. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, we we who are we to tell you how you should live your life, especially in, in today's times. Oh man, it is look, it is look, chaos out there. Chaos. Yeah. There
2: comes a point in every person's life where they have to decide, you know, what are the things <sighs> that are important to me. What are my morals? What am I willing to stand for? You know, and in this case, what am I willing to squat for? Uh. And it's for me, it's the Bash Bros podcast. So, well, you're like a porcelain philosopher or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My takes are always really shitty. So, Yeah, you you do a a lot lot. of shit takes. Yeah.
0: Okay, anyway, let's get mm. off of this, uh, because we actually have a really fun episode this week. Yeah, I'm pumped. Um, as you all know, Innistrad, uh, Midnight Hunt is set to come out in a few weeks, but we don't have a lot of previews yet. And the, uh, <clears throat> the historic stuff got pushed back until next week, so we don't have that to play with. So, I mean, it was either we talk about adventures for the umpteenth time, uh, mm. Twitter drama for the umpteenth time, or ah. we actually take a step back and look through our magic past and actually like sit down and and have a fireside chat about the moments that made us in our careers, because at this point, all of us have been decade long competitive magic players or, or longer. And Mm -hmm. there's, uh, I got the inspiration when I was listening to, uh, the last episode of constructive resources, a very good episode about, um, the mental side of magic. But what I, I really grabbed onto was their stories like I've heard and spoken a lot about, you know, the do's and don'ts of the mental game and stuff like that. And it's very good information for people that don't have it. But hearing their personal stories was what I grabbed onto. I'm like, hey, why don't we do that? We have a podcast. We're white men. We can do it. <laughs> <I> <laughs> we, got can one- tell- <laughs> we have overinflated <laughs> senses of selves. We can tell our stories.
2: I do have one strong issue uh, with this week's episode. And that is? Is that it? We're probably not going to lose Manucci at any point in time. And mm. It's a little mm. bothersome to me. I mean, it's yeah, that's feel like a, we're we're losing our heart and soul a little bit if we don't at least.
0: Give that's them the a good point. Tell us about your bathroom
1: first. Tell us about your bathroom first in great detail, and then we'll go on from there. Right.
0: Why is this my life? <laughs> Why is this my life? <laughs> What did I ever do? What did I do to deserve this?
1: Well, you have three moments in life that led you to this
0: place, yes, Brad. you <laughs> do,
2: yeah. <laughs> there are, you can pinpoint it to exactly three moments and Wait, no whoa. other moments in your life.
0: <laughs> Is this the first time in our two years almost of doing this podcast that both of you simultaneously transition us back to the topic? No, we've
2: done it before. We've
0: done it before.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we'll
0: uh, probably uh, not do I've it again. I've listened. Though. <laughs> I've listened to the episodes I'm not on. You never circle back to the topics. <laughs> that is true. <laughs>
2: That's a very good point actually. Well the to- the topics when you weren't on were long rambling incoherent trails. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was it was the journey not the destination. Right? Were they yeah.
0: trails without problems c- as well, right? Oh, we gave people crumbs. Uh, we, we, yeah, we we
1: dabbled in some crumbs, <laughs> but most of it was just the trail. You know, we the never crumbs were the magic bread, though. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I thought uh, were they were they trails or were they streaks? Ooh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they were skids, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! All right, that's I knew I, do, awesome Brian, I do, Brian would grab onto that immediately.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I grabbed onto it like a skateboard. <laughs>
0: latching no, the no, friction no, 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 no. and how it grabs to the ground like great oh, you're, analogy. Eventually, you're eventually gonna have to post that in the discord
2: <laughs> just so people know <laughs> what, what like, I'm talking about oh, wait, no, that,
0: that's probably against terms of service we could get shut down for yeah. sure
2: is yeah, I yeah think for that's sure against... we should not like human terms of service, yeah. like you're born as a as a baby, and they make you sign a contract that says you will never share that video with another human being. Yeah, yeah. You don't like,
1: you don't even want to be inside this inside joke, y'all. It, it's 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 not good. So we'll just move on from it.
0: Inside. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. All right. Let's actually, you know, John headed out. Whatever you want from that garbage. I would say. Oh. I would say keep it all
2: in. Keep it all in there. Yeah, that
1: that's how we lo- lose Manguchi Without that, he's just still just gonna listen. So
0: well, he listen. We want more people to listen. The more know. we talk about Manguchi not listening, the less listeners we'll get.
2: Oh, I I actually do have a life update. Oh, what what's you your got? life update? Uh, it, this is gonna sound embarrassing, but it's actually kind of a big deal. Is that I quit World of Warcraft? So congratulations,
1: uh, yeah, nice. How come you were just not feeling it?
2: No, I'm feeling okay. it. I, I, I'm definitely feeling it, but I uh, I don't know. I'm gonna try to spend more time doing things that are productive. So
0: Oh, so you're starting your streaming career with magic.
2: I know. <laughs> productive. Oh, how's so you're, your streaming going, Brad?
0: <laughs> so oh, actually actually I've got a great story for you about streaming. Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Um so the other night. I was i was streaming on my um so the the story actually starts with uh you know the the moving stuff is not here right but i did bring my tower on the drive but i didn't plug it in because i didn't have any of the gear and for whatever reason I was like i don't want to spend the money to to buy duplicates all the stuff but that's silly because it's like 100 bucks so uh i ended up spending a little bit more and i stole a bunch of stuff from Corey like a green screen cords for the tower, Corey had one. Wait, what? And Corey, you well, can no, uh, you kidding. can actually <laughs> yeah, you
2: can actually cancel your investigation with the Roanoke police. Now we now yeah. know who stole it. Yeah. I was gonna say,
0: I I've just okay, got done so, talking to authorities. So I set up my tower, I set up my tower and got it all set up. But before that, I had to make compromises to my stream with my laptop set up, and I switched to OBS instead of Streamlabs, so it's not as intensive on the computer. Not such a, a resource hog, because I was dropping frames. And with that, I changed a lot of my settings from Streamlabs to Stream Elements, but I didn't have my, um, then when I went back to my tower, I didn't change a lot of those settings back to where my alerts were messed up, right? So just the one that was important is when people donate, when no one ever donates on a stream, really, to me at least. Yeah, and, they never.
2: Did. I mean, it happened occasionally to me, but it was it was pretty rare. Usually, they just yeah. subscribed
0: or you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, or you'd get a couple biddies here and there, but mostly subscribe and gift subs. You know, those are the two. Those are the two big sources. So I wasn't getting donations, but all of a sudden, mana traders, this this account of mana traders came into my chat and they were like, they started with uh, one of my employees tells me you don't like money, and my response was, of course I love money. I I in fact need money because my movers still have all my stuff and I might have to rebuild. You know, or get into a legal matter and blah 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 blah. And then I keep going, and then somebody's like, That can't be the real manager. And I look and I'm like, there's no way it is. Like they're their grammar's bad, they're not capitalizing anything, <laughs> all this stuff. And then someone's like, Uh, your, your settings are messed up. And I'm like, What settings? They're like donation settings. They just donate to you. I'm like, No, they didn't. And then and then the manager's account is like, Go check your PayPal. And I checked and they donated four hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I'm just sitting here being like, only I could be getting $400 from from a a generous donation while shitting on the person doing it and not (laughs) have any of my stuff set up. (laughs)
2: I'm pretty sure there are streams where that's the whole thing, like you know, like that's the it's the fetish. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, so there, a lot of people are into that kind of thing. But
0: well, no yeah. one, no one, and then and yeah, then then I got someone for a dollar when I was like, okay, I think I set it up right, and I didn't. So I don't know what's wrong with my settings. But <laughs> but yeah, so streaming's going good. I mean, I'm actually really enjoying it. It's just the con the the content that I get to create right now sucks because it's like arenas a are dead dead i can play like kaladash remastered drafts and stuff but like there's nothing new to do and i'm always a i need new stuff to do so i played a little bit of modern and i've been having fun but i'm 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 gonna thoroughly enjoy it at the beginning of next month when the new set comes out
2: yeah that'll be sweet yeah i actually wanted to play the jumpstart thing it's kind of sucks that it got pushed back and then it'll probably it's going to come out like around the time that i'm leaving for a few weeks so i won't
1: yeah, it actually no, got we're, perpetually I didn't know back. for a few
0: weeks. We might yeah. actually need a special guest.
2: Yeah, I told you guys that I'm, I'm going. Uh,
0: I thought that was the trip prior.
2: No, that so no that there was that trip, and then I'm leaving again the end of this month to visit my family. Uh, oh, cool! Because I visited her, her like we went to a cabin with her family, but now. So now you're coming she to just,
1: Roanoke to visit us, right? That's
0: what you meant by family? Yeah, you guys are going to come down for a day, right?
2: Uh, I don't think so, actually. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, because oh. we're we're getting there and then going immediately to the beach and then going well, back. Well, I mean, so. we can... Oh, okay, yeah, we if can, you're going
0: the opposite direction.
1: We can go to Olive Garden to make sure that we're family. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we did go. Brad and I did go to Olive Garden.
0: It was uh, our last dinner. It was oh. our last
2: dinner, yeah. But you were so supper. you
0: and 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 you know, usually I don't think Brian's that emotional of a person, but it it you know, me leaving must have really hit him in the feels because he bought the dinner.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I bet.
0: Yeah, I bet right.
1: all on his own accord, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, was, it was very generous of
0: you.
2: You know, I like to. The problem with me buying Brad the dinner is like the whole time he was commenting on my word choice. He was mo- he was mocking my word <laughs> choice. He, he he didn't think it was really me. Like Oh, Brad does know. that to you too? Yeah, it oh, was okay. it was a little weird, but I was like, dude, uh, check the tab.
0: Check the too tab.
1: I paid when you went to the bathroom, didn't you see? Yeah.
0: All right, let's get uh, into this 20. topic. Yeah, okay. So so circling back, um, These the the topic for today is the moments that made us and now this doesn't just have to be like big wins or whatever. And a lot of times those are what really change a person's trajectory uh, in magic because it gives you the resources or the connections or the clout to do what the other things you want to do. But so while a lot of them are times that we had success, uh, a few of these stories are just moments that really changed pretty much like for mine, for example, was simply I, I stayed up all night. There was a pro tour in Yokohama and it was times for a block instructor. Now this is a format that I've been playing for the last year online, grinding magic online. Uh, at the time I was just working a job, um, you know, normal life stuff for a a college student or a half dropping out college student <laughs> and investing the rest of my time playing magic. And uh, I, I still never aspired to be a pro because I lived in bumfuck North Dakota, where you have to travel so far for a PTQ. the The competition isn't as high. It's like it. It's like I was already one of the best. And and when you're already one of the best, it's hard to have the connections to keep moving forward. But I watched this match. Like Yamawata ended up losing the finals in this tournament, but he grinded so hard with a teachings control deck that I also played a lot during this time and he was doing things that i never dreamed of now i look back honestly and i very much romanticized this situation like some of the plays now seem kind of they're good but they're not like at the time i thought they were (laughs) mind-blowing about some of his decisions i like actually got to the point where i actually put the game state on the ground you know because i had all the cards and i like thought through this it's like how could he have done this why did he do this Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, that was the moment where I'm like, I want to be there. I want to play there. I want to be as good as this. And, um, that was really the moment where I started not just caring about winning FNM and winning the box tournaments and started, you know, com- aggressively going to PTQs, looking, making sure that I had the weekends off. So I, you know, every once in a while there'd be one in like Wisconsin, which that's a, a relevant place to travel to. And and I would just be like, no, I'm not going to go there. Well, now I was taking the trips. You know, I was I was putting in the work
2: and it wasn't the distance. It was you hate Wisconsin and you refuse to go there.
0: Yeah, that's what Brad has always said to me. Fuck the Green Bay Packers, man. Hey, Hey, Minnesota Minnesota Vikings for life.
2: (laughs) Where was that energy at the uh, Seahawks game? game? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, that's that's, what I was. (laughs) That was what I was a Seahawks fan.
2: Uh, and now you're not because you no longer live in Seattle. Well,
0: now, now I'm a, a football team fan.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yeah. one? Well, you, uh, the you football actually team. probably should be a Panthers fan based on location. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Bortles!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, well, that's the Jaguars. That's the oh, that
0: team. is the j ja- Sorry, that is Jacksonville Jaguars. Sorry, <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, uh, it's a cat, man. It's a cat. Close it's a enough. black cat. Yeah. yeah. Our Jaguar is not a <laughs> black cat, is it? No, it is right. The Panthers not. Never mind. They're both felines. Anyway, <laughs> um. So this this so this story ends with a very funny cliff note because I, I ended up doing this. I grinded a bunch. I ended up qualifying. My first pro tour was a block constructed one. I took ninth. I started going to tournaments, and the following year I'm in Amsterdam, and I play Wafutapa for the first time in round six or seven in limited, and, I, at the time I was like. I was the shit, right? Like I, I was like the the up and comer. They used me in a lot of marketing. They talked about me a lot. I was one of the highlighted players. But to me, I was just when I sat down against Wafu, I was like this little kid looking up to like my idol. And I sat down against him. And I was so nervous that I'm like, I'm a huge fan that, you know, like, so nice to meet you, that I, I was shaking. And I I I am now I just top eight in the last Pro Tour I'm tr- and, and I'm on the streak of top eight a bunch of things but I'm so nervous that I shuffle badly and my entire deck just goes flat face up on the table.
2: <laughs> nice, Class. classic, nice. right there.
0: <laughs> Did you just, just destroy classic. him, though too? Oh, I annihilated him. It wasn't close. <laughs> too I uh, It was limited and and knowing the characters now, which is funny, I uh I used Autumn's Veil to protect my. Crawlworm from a mind control <laughs> you know like
2: wow nice yeah, <laughs> that is i didn't realize awesome. that you started playing magic in like 1463
0: right? <laughs> yeah
2: i
1: know right <laughs> <laughs> oh you actually played with garfield yeah
0: pretty much yeah I ended up, but yeah i ended up beating him we both made top eight um
2: andrew but, yeah. garfield
0: <laughs> But yeah, I think that, I think that was the, you know, that's, that's my moment where I wanted to be a pro and uh core, you have a very similar one around the same time period, actually.
1: Yeah, it probably was. I was a little younger, I think. Yeah. Because I was around that time in Amsterdam. What I was like
0: 18. Oh, I'm talking, I'm talking Yokohama, which was oh, many years before Amsterdam.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So mine isn't as, you know, happy ending of, you know, going to a pro tour, um, you know, taking ninth or anything that, that, you know, extravagant but for me it was we were still just kind of playing fnms you know we were we were decent at our store like we were we were pretty good and definitely top five but you know we weren't consistently winning like we did at, at some point you know there were still some mm-hmm. F and bosses that would get us every once in
0: a while oh that's this is back when um we had to drive three hours to play in win a box terms because our local game stores didn't have competitive events. They had super casual Friday Night Magic. Yeah. The Saturday tournaments were like win a pack kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Saturday sealed where you could, you know, it was still a top eight event. So we would play it because we just love the top eight aspect. But yeah, this was uh, we were testing for a state tournament, which I think was our first state tournament. No, maybe not. Probably our second or third. Mm-hmm. right or did you have uh like that spectral force state that was after this i imagine right
0: i honestly don't remember much yeah. about states i i just remember rules lawyering uh adam smith a buddy yes. of mine in the finals and still losing and him being pissed about it. and it's like yeah you know, yo dog rules are rules <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but anyways um so we were just testing this was back before like we had a good testing group of online people or where we could just test online so we would meet up at a buddy's house that lived pretty close to us. And we would just, you know, bring out a bunch of different decks, try out some different strategies. There was like four of us. And when I look back on this, I was like, this is kind of absurd. We spent like a full week testing for a tournament where if you win, you get like two boxes, like two and a half boxes, maybe. So
0: Corey says this, right. And this is the, (laughs) Uh, this is why magic is so, competition is so romantic is he says this now, but yet that, the the two boxes have been opened and and mismanaged over the years yeah um but the plaque is still at your house <laughs> like
1: i think i lost that one
0: unfortunately oh, okay okay you did not yeah. win the states i mean how many states have you won four six you have not won six states
1: i won six north dakota state championships yeah i i this own that lie. state i swear to god you you really i thought yes. it was like
0: three no, or
1: four no i won six and the seventh one i lost in the top four in a howling Mind mirror
2: match
0: oh were so you winning you say, were you, were you continuing you to go for it brian
2: i was gonna say when you own <laughs> you say you own that state is that like <laughs> back in the 1800s where they like sent people out and it's like you just it, it you know you just own whatever land you settle on because you're the only person there
1: it felt was like that? it. It felt like it in these tournaments. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I'm guessing you you played a few more states after I moved away and wasn't participating.
1: Oh yeah, I played states when I was still living in Fargo. Like I, I, oh, played, I, I didn't
0: know that there were states tournaments. Yeah,
1: then. they still had them. I did. They didn't give out plaques. They just gave out like play mats. Like one of them, one of them, the most recent one I think I won uh, was extended, not extended. It was modern, and it was like my first modern tournament. And I just played Tron. And then when they won, they said, Yeah, we can put whatever um, whatever you want on this playmat since you took down states. And I'm like, Okay, sweet. Um, I was like, Put, I was like, Ah, oh, let's do a little trolley thing to Brad. And I was like, Put the best brother um, or the better brother or something. And they just put like best friends, Brad and Corey or something. I was like, Oh, damn it. I guess this is still cool, but. Oh, you <laughs> yeah. love me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah I, I, did I, didn't want that,
2: that. I didn't want that heartwarming shit. I wanted to I fucking talk shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. They, they misrepresented it, but it was still it was still beautiful. Um, but anyways, back to the story. So we get there. We're testing uh, leading up to the week and just really wanted to win. You know, I, I was really excited to go to this tournament. We had to drive three hours, like you said, um, and and just really, really wanted to take it down. And we drive up there with a full car or whatever. I'm 14, by the way, I'm 14 or 15, um, and we we get to play and I'm playing this uh, green, white, red deck. So even before it was called Naya, I I think, you know, Um, but just with like for sure, fiery justice, Kavu, Kavu Predator, the one that like uh, Grove of the Burn Willow. So like when you got when your opponent gained life, you got to like put a counter on it and stuff.
0: Oh, this deck was, yeah, this was a like gasser time. Yeah, this deck
1: was sweet. And uh, I ended up making it to the top eight. Brad, I think you did as well. You lost in the top eight. Um, and I go on to make it to the finals. And I remember playing against this dude who was like the shop and boss, you know, like he was the shop and boss of that shop. And, you know, we, there was plenty of other people that were better than us at that time but like maybe 20, 30 people were watching the finals and I was so nervous. I'm like completely shaking. And I just asked, I'm like, can we just play in peace? Like, can everybody, can everybody like move away from this? And uh, this guy sitting across from me was just like laughed. He's like, you're going to have to get used to bigger crowds than this kid. And I'm just like, (laughs) I just, that always sunk with me that like he, He was saying it in a positive thing, like he believed that, you know, you're going to go out and do some winning after this and, uh, you know, kind of shrugged it off. I ended up winning. You know, we had an awesome car ride home where I was just on cloud nine. And from that moment on, I realized that I at least could compete at the level of a PTQ and stuff like that even though i was a small child and from then on i started looking into okay when can we travel up to fargo again to play in a pt because there was like you said there was no there was no tournaments in bismarck north dakota so no matter what we had to drive so then i started putting them on the radar and then you know played a bunch of them until i i finally did get there but that was a special like, moment yeah
2: you're like man i could go on to even bigger things like maybe a trip to minneapolis exactly
1: (laughs) exactly big time shit
2: yeah yeah like let's stop thinking small ball stuff like just Fargo. i I don't know i don't know if
0: i I have no idea if you know this brian but like so you know making jokes about minnesota like that was legion events that was like steve port stuff and back then he was like one of the big organizers at the time he was actually the one that like um started the the scrolling parents and now that seems so rudimentary but back then it was like new tech and so when we went to minneapolis for the first time and they said parents were up and we looked for paper and there was just a bunch of tvs scrolling pairings, our minds actually were fucking blowing we <laughs> yeah, thought we were yeah. like at the best store in the world
1: <laughs> yeah 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 that was good that was good or even just when I got a boogie board from Steve Port the first time. I was just like, holy shit, this is some high class technology.
2: I didn't realize you were trying to like surfing. You had like a, where would you even do that? In yeah, yeah, it was
1: a pretty know. sick store, actually. It's, well, it's in the Great Lakes, you know, that's that's where we do. Uh... Oh, yeah, that's right. The land,
2: the land of 10,000 lakes. <laughs> yes, yes. That's why, that's why they're the Los Angeles Lakers. They were originally the That's Minnesota actually Lakers. true, right?
1: That is what started Yeah, yeah. That is what started the
0: Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers Why do you think you mean they're not gonna rebrand to like the Los Angeles crime and (laughs) Poverty's? Wow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They gotta keep that, right? (laughs) The the, the, The Los Angeles airports is what they should have been. All
1: right, Brian, what's your what's your early story?
2: All right. Um so I think my my early story was the time that I played in North Dakota states and I <laughs> lost in the finals to some fucking fourteen year old kid, <laughs> <laughs> fucking dick. Uh, <clears throat> no, for me it was um, I was this was I want to say 2011 2012 era, and I was actually I think I had started producing content for SDG at this time. Um, I, I definitely had and, and, and stuff and I wasn't like big in magic, but I was starting to, I don't know, have a little bit of a following and, and do some stuff there. But I basically was at the point where I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money. And I mean that literally no money. Like I, I owed, uh I want to say like I owed two people some money. Um, I'm not going to, I mean, I, remember mm-hmm. who but i'm not gonna say but it was it was like a couple hundred Yeah, who bucks was your each. bookie
1: we need to hear it <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It, it was a couple hundred bucks each it wasn't like uh you know a lot of money but it was but, at the, it but was, at the
0: time those are big numbers like for me it was
2: huge yeah that was a lot of money to me like coming up with a couple hundred bucks like i mean i had already sold my you know tarmac to play in these tournaments or whatever like i had already You know, that's where I was at. It was like selling magic cards to even afford the entry fee. So it was, yeah, that was a lot of money. I didn't know where I was going to get that money. And I kind of made the decision, like, I'm being very irresponsible. Like I'm going and I'm playing in these tournaments and I'm not, um, I'm just losing money doing this. And, And there's like, I'm not, I can't keep doing this. Like I don't, I can't keep like playing on borrowed time or borrowed money even. It's just irresponsible. So I made a decision. All right, I'm going to play in this Invitational that I qualified for. And that's going to be my last tournament. And then I'm going to stop playing Magic. I'm going to get a job, like any job, you know, whatever, like flipping burgers at McDonald's or whatever. Just get a job. And I'm going to start to pay uh, people back the money I owe them and at least, like, you know, get a small amount of temporary stability uh and, and so forth and then what ended up happening was I top aided that invitational and so none of that happened because I made three thousand dollars for making the top eight of that tournament and was able to pay people back kept playing magic and that was like kind of how my career started but I guess the interesting thing there is I don't know why I did this it's like very, it was very uncharacteristic for me at the time. And, but sometimes I just make snap decisions to do things and I just do them. Um, even if it's like not something I would normally do. And that was one of those moments where I decided I was just going to play Brad's deck for that tournament. And, ca- I, ca- I,
0: common mistake. What's that? <laughs> it's a common mistake many of made. It, it.
2: It, I, it's a mistake that I've then made many, many times afterwards. But it happened <laughs> to not be a mistake this time. Uh, so I ended up playing Brad's deck, and it was the Reanimator deck, um, Frights. That was like Pop, it was un- popularized. rights. Yeah. Norn. W- yeah, it was. It was like the French rights deck, right? That's why it was called Frights.
0: Yes, um, and and it was popularized um, at Pro Tour Honolulu, and then I think like. I don't remember how long after that this happened, uh, but yeah, I, I it's it's a strategy I played a ton and kept perfecting.
2: Yeah, and yeah, that probably was the first time I ever just played somebody else's deck, like without. I I mean, I just it was just so I was like very. I liked the decks that I played. I was very stubborn about my decks, uh, so that was very uncharacteristic. But I ended up top aiding on the back of that deck so i think i went seven and one with that deck and like i don't know i had a winning record in legacy with Stoneblade, but it wasn't as as impressive
0: um, at, at, but yeah that the, was just
2: a defining moment for me because had that not happened and had i not made that snap decision like probably my career would have never happened who knows where, it's, where it's, my life would have been
0: it's so wild I, I have a very similar story in the sense that like uh, and th- th- there's no like really inspiration to pull out of these it's just how life works. But, you know, you know, Grand Prix DC in 2010 that I won. Yeah. My plan. I also was very low on funds. I was just living with my two roommates leeching off of them. I will forever apologize, Ryan and Bill for that behavior. I ended mm. up help trying to make it back to both of them later, but I, I, you know, I was like missing rent here and there and, and, uh and we were still all good, but i was pretty low on funds and i planned on playing my blue white control deck at that tournament and then selling it after the event to finance the rest of the trip because i was going to san juan and so i ended up actually winning the tournament and then turning around and looking at at the time it was lsv who was rented the house and all that and i was like look i'll be honest this was my plan i don't want to sell my cards now because i have this coming and he's like yeah you know don't worry about it, you know, like, mm-hmm. cause it was such a big thing to me. Yeah. And, and it wasn't to him and that it was really nice of him. And the same thing happened the next week and I top aided the pro tour. And back then the rule was people had top eight, have to pay for dinner and Raptor also top eight along with Paul and we were all testing together. So then I just leaned over to Raptor. I'm like the bill's coming. It's like $800 because somebody was like, you know, the people that won are going to have to pay for this. He wanted it to hurt. And so I just looked at Raptor. I'm like, can you also pay for this for me? (laughs) (laughs) Classic. But yeah, it's weird. Like magic. It, it, you know, we, we, we all know our friends. We all know the stories like early on those, those key wins do make or break a lot of players.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think I actually kind of think back to stuff like that. Not even just that, but like other decisions in my life, like, you know, Like the decision, like I, I made like the choice of which college I was going to go to, and I had two choices, and I felt good about both of them. And, um, you know, one was like a private Christian school, and one was Virginia Tech, which is where I ended up going to Virginia Tech. And it's like that's where I learned how to play magic. And it's like, uh, uh, how different would my life have been if I had just chosen the other path? You know, like. It, it's, I, I don't know. And it, and I don't think there's anything to, like, I don't think there's any takeaway from that. Like, if anything, mm. me <laughs> staying with playing Magic just because I spiked one tournament, but still having no job, <laughs> <like> that's <laughs> probably still a bad life choice. Did like, you get a
1: job or did you just stick with just Magic after that? I can't remember. No, I
2: did. I, I did get a job. Like, a, a oh, couple God. months later, I started working at SCG. So
1: oh, okay. Was, okay. Okay. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. I mean, so, I, I mean, I guess, like, the, the I still need to clean up my act part was still something that I tried to do, but gotcha. Well, I mean,
0: I, I actually like this, this, this is, this, this is my takeaway for this. And this is why I've always felt like fine with it is like, I remember having two conversations where both people said the same thing. My, it was with my dad and a good friend of mine who worked at the card store at Paradox. Now that I live in Fargo and I'm playing there, that's the store that Corey won all of his tournaments at all of the States at. And I went out to lunch with uh, a Brian, a friend of mine from there. And this was mid 2009 because like, sure. I top eight at a tournament, but like, I also paid some people back. I also, you know, was traveling and, and stuff like that. And like, it's not a ton of money, right. Taking ninth at the pro tour and getting seven K doesn't go that far. Yeah. And, and so uh, it was, I think before I left for worlds, uh, or a month even before that, I, I, uh, I went out to eat with him and I'm like, am I making a big mistake? Cause I've now quit my job that I was working at and, and I'm trying to do the magic thing. I'm not yet making that much money off content or I'm not even making it yet. And both my dad and him said the same thing. And he's like, you're young, you're in your early twenties. If you do this for a year and you come up broke, like, is it going to greatly negatively impact Anything, you know, you saw the world, you got to travel to a few places. Mm-hmm. Like what you know, and and it's just true. It's like when you're in your early twenties and if you don't have people counting on you, like you don't have wife or kids or significant others or anyone that you're having to account for, like it's not it's it's actually not that foolish of a time to take a risk, right? So yeah, like you have to take to risks it. in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah like now, if you're older and you have a kid and you have to be thinking more responsibly,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and because the risks actually have negative impacts on other people, but if you're like you're a broke 22 year old and then you end up being a broke 23 year old, as long as you're not foolishly going into debt or something, yeah, then like, those are the time you to know, take
1: your swings. Yeah, that's for
3: sure. Yeah.
0: And, and I'm, and I'm great. I'm better off for it. Like I'm very happy with what I've done now. Like there's other decisions I could have made. I could have probably tried to get a degree during all this time.
2: Yeah, but, I but, mean that would have been the thing for me. That would have been way better than any of this. Would <laughs> been actually finishing my college degree. But you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and 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 that's just the truth of it. So like, um, yeah, like I look back at those times and I, you know, sometimes I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe we did stuff like that. But I'm like, I I am now a, you know, in my 30s, fully developed brain, whatever that thing in your brain hard. And when I was 24, I thought I was invincible. Like. Like nothing, nothing could happen, you know. Yeah,
2: man. Yeah, if this is a fully developed brain, I am.
0: Um, <laughs> well, to get rough. It's, as they it's fully developed. Yeah. There might be chemical imbalances. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> certainly there are. Um, but yeah. So, so I, I want to touch on one of my. I want to move on to to my next story because it it, it kind of touched on the testing process. It's actually um my career in magic was very unique relative to a lot of other people. Like at my first pro tour, Brian David Marshall was interviewing me because they were really pushing the marketing of magic online at the time. And I was a magic online grinder. And, um, and so I went to my first pro tour, took ninth, and then I went to nationals and top four. Now I didn't make the national team at the time you had to be in the top three. I lost my playoff to <clears throat> Jordan Anderson. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and that night though I was drafting with like Raptor LSV and a bunch of others. And I just threw it out there. I was like, Hey, I'd like to, you know, write content for the site. Cause I've always thought about pivoting to making additional revenue sources. Right. And LSV's like, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. And then like an hour later during our drafts, it, like someone at channel reached out to him to say, Hey, you should try to get this kid to write something. And he's like, that's funny. You know that nice. that happened. But so I got this connection. I started writing. Um, I, 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 like, for whatever reason, Brian Kibbler took Corey and I under his wing kind of at at Worlds that year. Like, he went out to eat with us and we hung out. And so then this super team was forming at the beginning of the year uh, of 2010, and they allowed Corey and I to join it. And it was like this ridiculous experience that uh, by the time I'm playing in my fourth pro tour, I've got a team with LSV, Josh Hutter Layton, Con- mm. or uh, uh, Paulo Victor, Domino Del Rosa. Brian Kibler, Tom Ross was there. Um, David Ochoa, if anyone remembers him, like mm-hmm. this just robust team of players all working together.
1: And they were and, filming a documentary about us that weekend. Remember that with the Ruel brothers?
0: <laughs> oh, that was at Worlds. But yeah, oh, I not, thought
1: that's what you were saying.
0: No, this was for San Diego, the next tournament. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, uh, gotcha. But yeah, they 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 filmed a, a a documentary with us and the Royal brothers, Corey and I, at Worlds. I mean, that was all cool. But the, yeah, I mean, that that's definitely just shows like my relationship with magic was so much different. So by the time, like all of that was like, sunk in and stuff, like, you know, once I moved to Rona, especially I was, I was actually just kind of an egotistical asshole. Okay. And like, I didn't share the same experiences with Brian and Todd and all of the other people. And I was actually coming down from a lot of winning and and that high and losing a lot. And it's really funny that like, my close friendships still to this day are the people that dealt with me at my lowest. Right. And, and, and you guys actually kind of helped put my game back together indirectly and stuff like that. But it it was just, it's funny that like four years into being a pro was when I actually felt that I had experiences of people that had to grind.
2: Yeah. Um, You you were, you were on the downward. I was on the upward trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was kind of surreal at various times, where, um, like you and Jerry and Todd, uh, who all moved to Roanoke to do content, like you guys were huge in making me a better player and, and improving my game. Um, like because I was just the local shop guy, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like I, 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 I was oh. a guy who won all the time at the local store and now that, that's, that was it, you know? And it's like, Oh, I my thought... first,
0: my first impression of you was so weird. That's still my it impression was, of you, Brian. It's it's only just yeah. one thing. It wasn't like your personality or anything. I enjoyed your time, but like, can I just tell the story?
2: Was this the bag? The plastic yes. bag? Yeah. yeah of course. Okay. So,
0: so I, how I moved to Roanoke was actually I flew into a tournament. I don't remember where. Baltimore, maybe. It was
2: in Mar- Maryland.
0: Maryland yeah. And then I was driving back with you two and someone else. And then I was going to live there. And um, and I was going to buy a car. I, I sold my car. I sold all my my worldly possessions. And I just moved with a, with two suitcases or maybe a suitcase. And wow, I was just going to run to You had a suitcase? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there, there I am, I get to the airport, I get to the tournament hall, and I just play the tournament, right? But then it's time to uh, travel, and maybe I was staying with y'all, I don't remember, but I remember getting in the car with y'all, and you just had all your clothes in a fucking plastic bag, and I'm like, <laughs> who is this clown?
3: Who <laughs> <Hoopers laughs> brings
0: their stuff in a plastic bag? Mm-hmm. And then eventually, later in the weekend, your plastic bag gets stolen Yep. because You were locked out of the car and you just left your bag underneath the car and lo and behold, someone saw it and stole it. Because you're in a parking garage, so as you walk, you can see under all the cars.
2: Yep. Ryan! Somebody stole my plastic bag with like... Dirty clothes and shit? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was like... I mean, let's recreate it was my favorite shirt was in there, though. I still regret that it was like a green striped polo shirt. (laughs) God, I mean, that was like that was like a prime possession at the time. There were some cargo shorts in there, too, which
0: to be honest, that's a a a big big hit. It
2: is a big hit. Yeah.
0: But then but then but then I think I think Brian and I's best bonding moment was when late like the next pro tour was was like I left my testing team um it's funny i got kicked off and left it at the same time because i was starting something with jerry we we're just going to start this team scg blue which was a complete shit show
2: they're mm-hmm. like we fire you you're like you can't fire me i, I quit, quit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean actually the, the i don't even care I'll, I'll take the chips however anyone wants them to fall like or you know as they lay mm-hmm. like i i was i was in talks with jerry and then and then i was like hey we need to talk and they're like yeah we do need to talk you're kicked off the team and i'm like Okay, cool. And they're like, oh, you're not mad? I was like, yeah, I was leaving. Um, mm-hmm. But we started this team, and it was a complete shit show. And Brian wasn't even qualified, but he came up to help test because this was when Brian was like, holy shit, these opportunities I can't miss to test with these people and worked with them and all this stuff. And yep. the reality is it was the entire team was a complete mess, except for Brian and I in a corner building the deck that everyone eventually played. i mean i'm not gonna lie this was like young blood people so if y'all want a funny story like if you know who matt costa is you might but but you definitely know who reed duke is and these Mm -hmm. were two people that were like under jerry's wing at the time they were on our team but they weren't in the in roanoke testing with us they were just attached and we're handing deckless out and they like everyone builds the, the the decks there buys all the cards and then i just see like Reed Duke and Matt Costa on the ground at the entry of the tournament hall, just playing games with the decks. And I'm like, "What are you two doing? Like, <laughs> like we have to be secretive." <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Luckily, he wasn't the Reed Duke uh, we all know now. Where if you're hanging around Reed Duke at a pro tour, you know you got to accept that your conversation will be interrupted like 15 times because someone's gonna say, "Hey, can you sign this? Can you high five me?" Blah 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 blah. But. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're also at a tournament hall with uh, Reduke Duke around this time, uh, what year is it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And then you flash forward, you're like, what are you guys doing? You got to be secretive. And then you flash forward six years and me and Shane Serrani are battling with our decks at a table. You're like, God damn it.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I don't care if Shane's playing with his deck because we'll never play the same deck at a tournament. (laughs) There's no way he's giving away trade secrets. But no, I mean, it was it was pretty innocent. I'm just saying like these. This was back when like Reduke was like just starting pro magic. Yeah. like He was super young blood. Um. But yeah, like that. I think that was like our bonding moment of just Brian and I grinding it out, figuring out this deck. Well, we still only played three bonfires because we're dumb. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's fun story. Oh God. Yeah, but, um uh, uh, but after that, like, uh, I, I, I just think that like the 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 takeaway for me in that is that. Results come and go and everyone will have high moments, but as, as actually um, who's the, who's the person that led the the last N- NBA team to win the championship. Giannis. I can't say his name. Giannis. Yeah. Giannis said an interview that kind of reflects from the story, which is like,
2: Brad, I'm going to need know. the full name. There's a lot of Giannis's out there. What's, <laughs> what's his last name? Yeah,
0: Bradley. <laughs> Giannis uh, Iguodalas. <laughs> no, Ante-Kump- that's a <laughs> And Tacumpo, <laughs> uh, I-
2: Iguodala is a different guy. I know yeah. it is. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, he said something in an interview where it, it was effectively just saying, like, you know, your ego is about your past results. Mm-hmm. It, that and, interview was and, so awesome. And your pride is about your future results, and and that 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 is so true. Because like, I left 2010 with the biggest ego I could possibly have. And I still find times when I'm like, Oh, I don't feel like I'm the player I used to be. And I try to ride my ego. And, and, you know, that stuff just can't really happen, especially we all kind of got this wash, right? There's going to be a new system coming out. We don't know what it's going to be like. The SCG tour, you know, is probably going to jumpstart here again. The NRG just announced that they're, they're, they're running tournaments here in the next couple of months. And those will be found on (laughs) mtgmelee.com. And, uh, you know, and, and it's a wash now. It's, a, we all have to get back our game. I mean, I haven't played physical magic in forever. I don't even know what it'd be like to play a, a, a live tournament again.
1: I'm playing my first one. And let me tell you, boys, the, not only the growing pains of just going to play real magic again is going to be rough, but the growing pains of realizing, Oh, I don't own any of these cards that were printed in the last two years and buying them <laughs> was, was a treat to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs>
2: Yeah off, oh, yeah, off topic, but Giannis is is super cool guy. I was really happy that he won. Yeah, like he, uh, and and he has like three brothers or maybe just two brothers that play in the NBA too. And he's like very supportive of his brothers as well, which is also cool. Yeah, he plays That's on awesome. the same
1: team as one of his brothers.
2: Yeah, one of his brothers plays on his team and then another brother plays on a different mm, team. And plays like, is a strong word. <laughs> is on the team. Yeah. And then uh, I think he has a, a fourth brother who's like, maybe just got signed with the team or something too. Oh, wow. That is that is a
0: family.
1: Yeah. And yeah. The, the coolest thing about the end of that was like right after they won, they're like, all right, so I had the option to stay and do all these promotional things from winning to basically just, you know, rake in the cash right like do as many mcdonald's commercials all that kind of shit he wants to do to make a bunch of money and he's like no i'm not doing that i'm going to visit my family in greece before the next season starts you know money will come and go and i'm just like this guy gets it this guy's
0: cool well he also is making a shit ton of it yeah he also doesn't need that extra Yeah, it it has diminishing returns
1: that's true that's true yeah yeah (laughs) like and, and
0: he just won the tournament like you know his next contract's probably going to be good
1: yeah more than likely
0: yeah no I, I yeah but i mean that is really good to care about family like i'm not i'm not dissing him here but yeah well yeah, this just stick-
1: in the moral from this episode brad hates family so
0: Mm-hmm. But I love
2: money. There we yeah. go. <laughs> Brad loves money, hates family. I think that oh, should I totally, be the title. I totally,
0: I totally hate family. I'm totally not going to spend four days house-sitting for one of my family members and their dog next weekend.
2: <laughs> totally not doing a podcast with your not-brother.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get the intro, so I don't even know if we're brothers who bash anymore. I I just, nothing makes sense anymore.
2: All right. Well, Kurt- we're rebranding our podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. So, so what's really funny about our next two stories and we figured this out in our (laughs) pre-show is that both of like, we all just told our early stories. I told one of my like middle, you know, middle of my career. It was still pretty early, but Mm -hmm. Corey and Brian both have similar mid trajectory changes and they both come from winning a tournament in the same city <laughs>
1: yes it's north dakota state yeah so. <laughs> yeah no yeah my my mid story and my final uh story are, are, are pretty close together to be honest so it shows that i started and then stopped within the same year which is pretty nice but uh, uh for for my mid story it was a journey that started with me um having one grand prix Top, I'm just looking at my plaques right there. I was like, yeah, that was before. Having one Grand Prix top eight before this as my only big results. And this was, you know, where Brad, you scoop. We played in the last round of the GP of a winning end. You scoop me in. Whoa,
0: whoa, uh, whoa. Know- that, no, no, no. Whoa. Uh, no, you won that match. Ye- Fair. Fa- there was no cl- What?
2: Ye- ye- You guys played the full match out, and you beat Brad. I beat you badly. Hey, I didn't say there was
1: anything involved. You just got, you just lost. You know, you just lost. Brad scooped
2: up his cards in
0: anger and disgust. Oh no! I'll 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 tell the I'll actually tell the story. Um, Knock yourself out. It was GP Miami. I so so. Uh, I'm just going to beg out my last story real quick because it's it, it, it's very similar. Rob's um, <laughs> like, <my> okay, last-
1: <laughs> let's hear your mid-story, Corey. I say three words. All right, let me tell <laughs> the story. <laughs> uh,
3: this is efficiency. This
0: is efficiency. <laughs> yeah, my, sure. The TLDR, the, the last story is just short. I and, and it was similar to what we were previously talking about. I came down uh, from a big drop in my career. I didn't have a lot of, I was now like silver. I wasn't qualified for things. I was having a lot of like emotional, like problems with like me, like overcompensating for my failures. Cause I felt like I deserved to be better. And a lot of that was rubbing away and I was just putting in the work and I actually put in a ton of work to get to gold. Then I put a ton of work into qualifying for the player champs and I won the player's champs. And that really was the moment where I had the confidence to move forward with my career. I finally felt like I was on a healthy plateau of experience and mental state where I never was there prior. But with this, I was like, bro, I just won 20 K I'll fly to any tournament you want to because at this time, Corey wasn't playing. So he said, Miami, Uh, a lot of you probably know the story. We went to Miami. Mm. We ended up playing in a win and in against each other. And I ended up conceding to him because if I win, I'll just get a few points on my journey to platinum. If he wins, um, he gets qualified for a pro tour. And I don't care if anyone's mad about it like I'm going to scoop there to my brother so I can go to the pro tour with him because literally at the time, nothing and still to this day, nothing is better than us going to big tournaments together. I love it. That's true.
1: That and, is, that is by far. But the then best. I
0: called, I called dad cause dad was following and my dad knew how to follow turns and stuff like that. And he's like, what happened? And I was like, I scooped to Corey and our dad, truth be told was furious <laughs>
3: Yeah.
0: because yeah. we didn't a, we didn't play, but mostly it was that I was scooping away platinum equities because this was my career. You know, and he's like, you have to care about your career. This was, this is platinum. This is how you make your livelihood. Of course, still in school, this is a hobby to him. Like you shouldn't be this irresponsible. And I even said to dad, it's just like, I don't give a shit. I want to go to a pro tour with him. you know? Yeah. But but yeah. So anyway, now you're going to some things. You've top at a grand prix and your story.
1: Yeah. So then I, you know, this was actually two years later, and I wasn't really like I played that next pro tour, had a had a you know great standard result. I went eight and two in standard and one and five in limited, and you know fell off again. Didn't play anymore anymore. Just going to school. I was just.
2: Wait wait. wait. Yeah. Was that was that Wisconsin? Sorry yeah, it in. was.
1: It was. Where was we,
2: that where we? that that's one of the greatest <laughs> I have to say greatest moments in pro tour history.
1: Yeah. That was a ridiculous is Corey one.
2: And I, Corey and I come up with our match slips in limited mm-hmm. and we like see each other has the match slip and we're like, hell yeah. And we're like high fiving. We turn in our match slips and there's just like a third observer there. <laughs> I, I can't remember who it was. It was some like big name pro. Yeah. I thought and it was like relax. Oh. <laughs> was it? I don't know th- because okay. it wasn't Ari Lax. It wasn't it was, a
0: big name pro. Never mind.
2: <laughs> I'm joking. So it was like, yeah, so some big name pro is there and he's like, oh man, are you guys like top eight or whatever? And it's like, and we were like, no, we both just didn't 06 limited. Yeah, we just only picked up our one win. We were win. Like both turning in the slip for a 1 5 and limited. Yeah, yeah, that was not great. And oh, we both those. did very good in constructed too, which sucked. But we were just fucking celebrating. And like that, <laughs> they, I mean, it was just a genuine inquiry. It's like, oh, are you guys yeah. like top eight in this tournament? It's like, fuck no.
0: <laughs> Dude, truth be told, um, I'm not going to lie. That is one of my favorite things about Pro Tour Magic I miss is just the chaos that is the emotions going through the room the energy levels the energy is changing from table to table friend group to friend group yeah (laughs) yeah you have like somebody that's like oh yeah i might top eight this tournament it's Mm. like if you look over into like i would say around round 13 of any pro tour If you look at any corner of the room and Seth is pacing it, he's probably gonna top eight it. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: And then you'll see (laughs) somebody with just like their head down with headphones in, be like, they had a bad day too. They're pissed. Like,
0: oh yeah. If you see like someone like Huey on his phone watching something, he's watching a match and someone's gonna top eight that he knows. You know, I just gotten used to all these like different things that I see as I go through the rooms. But yeah, sometimes you just see happy people and you're like, shit, someone doing well. It's like Fuck no! But we want our team draft. We didn't even make day two. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like oh, it's God. like you see like seventy five percent of people who are sad and like twenty five percent of people who are like super elated, and there's like almost no in between. Yeah, yeah. And
0: then and then there, and then there's Brian in the corner paying people back.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, hey, oh, sometimes no. that happens. Not in the corner, but you know. Yeah, bathroom. yeah. Bathrooms, okay. yeah.
0: All right. N- stop derailing Corey's Story. <laughs> All right. We'll try I'm saying this again. that to me. I'm saying that to me.
1: <laughs> we'll try this again. So this was, yeah, after Miami and stuff. And I was just playing a deck that I really knew and I really loved. You know, just everything clicked about it for me. I, I've always felt like
0: this was copycat, right? Yeah, it
1: was, it was, it was four-color copycat. And I've always had a lot of success with decks where they have like a very good game plan, right? Like this was Sahili copycat win the game kind of game plan but it also had that kind of uh plan b where you just play some rogue refiners, you play whirlers you play chandras and uh, i i really like the decks where you can kind of play those aggro starts and when they expect the combo you of course just progress your battlefield instead of like going for the combo and then after they have to deal with those kind of things you combo off like those style of decks you know have really clicked with me and i was playing this leading up to just what was the rptq at the time just won a pptq with some other deck earlier in the season um and i was just crushing it online just you know five owing leagues or whatever the equivalent was at the time and i was feeling really good about this rptq and i go up i drive up with a friend you know another like four hours um and we play in this tournament and i'm super hyped i want to i want to do well and I've been doing okay at tournaments before that this season, but nothing great. This is like midway through the season. And I, I win this RPTQ or I top four and I'm just pumped. I'm like, okay, next weekend is GP New Jersey. Um, I at least have another pro tour I'm qualified for, which is huge, you know? And I, I'm like mm-hmm. maybe 15 points, 12 points or something away from gold this year as the first time I've ever been close. You know, the first time I really tried as well. And um, and then I go to New Jersey We, we decide on a list, me and you, bro, we play our, we play like the exact 75 and we're Mm -hmm. both going pretty deep. And uh, like, I think I went eight, one, you went seven, two and day one and just pumped having a great time. And then I'm like, okay, all right. I I, I, I,
0: I know day one. Oh yeah,
1: you did. Yeah. I was eight and one Mm -hmm. and I was just pumped. Um, and yeah, yeah. And you, and you absolutely crushed it. And then the next day I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm focusing as hard as I can. I want to just. I, I won a top eight, my second GP. That's all I wanted. Like I was content with the top eight, you know, story goes, I end up beating uh, Ben Stark in the top four. And then I go on to beat and get a rematch. Actually, I was X and one on day one and my only loss was to Ben Freeman uh, in the mirror. And uh, I get my revenge in the finals. I win the tournament, just barely hit gold. I exact gold with like one pro tour left. I think maybe two. And from that moment on, I was like, okay, this feeling of sitting next to uh, Marshall, handing, him handing me the trophy, I was like, this is the moment where I 100% want to just chase the pro dream. I was like, I saw you do it for so long, bro. Oh, I've, I've, I have a question I,
0: about this. Huh? Yeah. What's up? I've, uh, was, was the audience bigger than 30 people?
1: For the GP? yeah oh no <laughs> literally everyone <laughs> no, left even no, you no, left no, bro freaking...
2: <laughs> there's like eight. there's like two people three people no there the was floor.
1: legitimately two it was brandon oh. Ayers, my buddy and his friend that i i can't remember who was there but it was just those two waiting for me to go to buffalo wild wings afterwards there was nobody else left in the arena at that point
0: oh yeah the, the, <laughs> the best part That's- the best part about it is, yeah, that always happens at GPs. But yeah. for all during this era, Corey and I had multiple GP top eights or wins or seconds and stuff. Yeah. And we never waited around for each other because one of us drove and one of us flew.
1: Yeah. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Every time. And it was like wh- whoever one was winning, that was the person that was flying. Like, yep. it is just how it worked out. But yeah, after that GP, you know, I hit gold and I was like, okay, Brad's been doing this. Me and you were playing a lot and comparable in skill level. I think there's been times in our careers where we've, you know, went far away from each other. Mostly you, uh, as far as being much oh, better agree, at the yeah, game. You
0: were on the game at this time. Yeah, yeah for exactly.
1: Sure. And I was like really trying. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm going to give it a shot. And I, I got the fire like really lit at that point. And that's what made me want to be a pro. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you were really good at playing those decks. I sucked ass at them. I could not win with that de- that damn deck. I yeah. played <laughs> in the same tournament. Went like 10 and 6 or 9 and 7 or something. like yeah. I, uh.
0: That's impressive because GPs were only 15 rounds. Yeah,
2: but no, no, it's those kind of decks.
1: Even like green-white... <laughs> I played next round and lost it. Yeah, he played a side draft. <laughs> side draft and lost. But even like green-white aggro was the other one where it's the same kind of thing. Like you're kitchen fainting, you're playing an aggro plan, and then all of a sudden you have an over-the-top win breast height overrun to win the game but when oh that is re-
0: way too early for our audience that, yeah yeah but, yeah but, but i mean yeah similar like, style combo, deck com- you know Agro, con- agro combo and combo control are just like well especially combo control are like yeah just unanswerable strategies that are just so good in magic and that's why copycat got banned that's why tainted pack combo got banned because mm-hmm. they just they just if they're good enough they're great
2: yeah, Tainted I've Park, had a lot of success you... with combo control, but not really so much with like the aggro or mid-range.
1: Yeah, the aggro combo, combo is what I I liked, never did yeah. that well
2: with those. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just couldn't do it, but
1: But yeah, Brian, what's your what's your other uh, GP what's your New, GP, Jersey, New story? Jersey
2: Yeah. <laughs> One quick corollary to what Corey said though is is you were talking about like two people watching you at the end of the GP, which is like the classic story of like oh, everyone's yeah. there and they're packing things up while you're playing the finals. Yeah. But you know where that was not the case was, and this is, I thought it was like probably one of the coolest moments where I lost a big match ever, which was when uh, we lost the semifinals of GP Brazil <laughs> and we were, it was like, we were playing in a roped off area for the top four and it was a team tournament. And so we had our, we were just facing like the back wall and our opponents. And that was like all that we saw really. And we lose the semifinal match, and we stand up, and all of a sudden, like behind us, there were just it was just massive cheering erupting because we (laughs) lost to a Brazilian team. We were playing in Brazil, like the locals. There was like there were like sixty people watching. I mean, we had to like navigate through a crowd of people to get out afterwards. Like there were so many people watching, and they were all cheering, and like. We just had no idea what was happening because it was all behind us, so we never saw any of like we never saw that crowd assemble, but it was just such a cool moment it's like the we what we take for granted because we just have a million gps in the u s was something that was really big in Brazil and was I don't know I just thought that was a really cool moment even though we lost like love it but But yeah, for me, for me, it was the time I won GP New Jersey and I beat Corey in the finals. Yeah, I'm just kidding. You wish. This is just another. (laughs) This is just another like job related story. Yes, uh, for me. But yeah, so um, at the time I was working at Star City, so I guess this is kind of a follow up to the first story that I told, where I ended up uh, working. At SCG, I was still working at SCG at this point in time. This was like a couple years later, and uh, I ended up getting suspended for a few days. So my, minor little soapbox, like so. SCG had a very very strict policy on, uh, like employee stuff. Like if you know if you did this one thing, you you got this punishment. If you did this, you got like it was very by the book, very by the rules and my problem was i was late to work all the time and i just like i'm not a morning person and i'm not good at at being like i'm i perennially a couple minutes late to things which these guys can probably attest to cuz i'm always a few minutes late to our podcast um but yeah i was always i was always late to work and not like seriously late like 8 minutes late you know 5 minutes late nothing like backbreaking but over time my penalties accumulated for being late and they ended up sus- suspending me for a few days. Uh, the next punishment would have been termination, but I was super busy at the time. Cause I was working full time at SCG. I was doing a lot of content and stuff like that. Uh, so I didn't really like actually play as much magic as I, as I would have wanted to. Cause I was just doing so many, so much other work, but I got, I spent this time where I was suspended, and I tested those entire—I think it was like two days or three days—nonstop on a deck of my own brew, I guess, for this Legacy tournament. Uh, It was a Legacy GP, and it was right when Treasure Cruise was out, and so it was kind of the Wild West because it was like dig through time cruise, like all these absurd cards that should uh, that that just were like destroying this format. And I ended up building this Jeskai Stoneblade deck and I won the GP with this deck that I was the only one who played it. And it was like my own brew or whatever. And I that would have never happened if I didn't spend those two days that I got suspended from SCG to like test that deck and come up with that deck. And so it, to me, I was like, you know what? I think I can actually do this. Like, I think I can. I think I can be good at magic. I think I can succeed playing magic. I just need to actually have the time to put into it. And so I ended up making the decision to, um to quit SCG and just pursue magic full time. And so that was a huge turning point in my career because that's when I like, I really just full committed to magic. And then I ended up having like really good seasons after that. So it ended up working out for me, but
0: you know. yeah, I, I absolutely love that story. I also top 16, that tournament Um and um never once thought about playing your deck even though we all had access to it
2: everyone had access to no it i know i know
0: we all did because you did content about it
2: <laughs> yeah i did a versus video about it and i wrote an article about it before the tournament allowing everyone to have access to play the deck my article had like one comment and the video had zero comments <laughs> like nobody and this was not i think this was before i was premium so these were like free articles like that anyone and just nobody
0: gave a shit, and then it ended yeah. up winning the tournament with it.
2: And then oh, no and, yeah. got and we the realized, comments.
0: yeah, I bet some people played it. There was a million people there.
2: I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody picked it up and played it. I, I've never, nobody's ever told me that they played that deck in that tournament. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't
0: have MTG data back then.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> a happier time,
0: <laughs> a happier. time. Yeah, uh,
2: and like in hindsight, I was so happy that I got suspended, even though I think. Like, I think that stuff's so stupid. Like, I think that's just like, you know, it's like I have this flaw where I, I am, I'm a not a morning person and I struggle to be on time. But when I was there, I did really good work. Like they, I mean, they promoted me a bunch of different times because I was doing, doing well at the jobs that I was doing. But it's like they're going to fire me because I was like because and I I still worked my full eight hours, you know, like I would stay eight minutes late. However late I was, I would stay that late and get my full time in. It's like, but they're going to fire me because I'm late five minutes, you know, to work a couple (laughs) days, a month or whatever. And it's like, I don't know, I I just to me, that's just so ludicrous. But it is what it is.
0: I mean, it worked out in the end and it was fun to have you not working anymore, mostly because. Back then, you know, Todd and I, Brian and CVM all traveled to tournaments, but they had to wait until they got off work uh, Friday night. And Todd and I would never wait because like the hours that those two had to do sometimes were just literally actually on. Yeah, they were unnatural.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like the time the time we left work, drove to Worcester, got there at like 5 a.m., Played the SCG open the next day at like 8 a.m. Oh, my God. Played a full. That was when they were the two day opens, too. So it was even more magic to be played. So it was a full standard day one till like 11 p.m. Then we came in and played legacy day two. CVM was like almost a lock to make top eight. But then he lost his last round and got like miracle jumped on breakers through like a series of like obscene events. We immediately left the tournament when he got ninth. Drove all the way back home and got back to Roanoke as our Monday shift was beginning. Eight <laughs> minutes and late. Had, had he, yeah, minutes late got suspended. <laughs> now, had, he, uh, had he top eight of that tournament, we would have been late for work on Monday. <laughs> That's World how long the drive was, like a
1: 12-hour drive. Have you considered so. flying?
0: <laughs> oh, at that time, that you couldn't have flown. Yeah, Winston yeah. Got th- there's no way he could have flown and got in on time. Probably not. Yeah. But also they didn't because that's, that's expensive. But yeah, but flying yeah. is expensive. We didn't have that kind of money. And flying to Worcester
1: is actually still pretty unpleasant.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. But yeah, so so I was happy to have Brian to actually leave at earlier times. <laughs> I bet. I was happier I to be
2: able to do that too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I guess, Brad, you've done your final story a bit. Uh, I, I guess I'll share mine.
0: Yeah, go for it, bro.
1: Mine is uh, mine is kind of a known story because this was the highlight of my career to still to this day, to be honest, but this is what launched my content uh, creation um, days. So I had this insane streak during just like the month of August in, in 2018, 2017 still, yeah. Yeah, because I won GP at the very start of 2017 and this was all at, you know, relatively close to the end of, uh,
0: 2017 yeah it was like august era
1: yeah and just that month you know i top aided three gps in that month and then the next month uh top aided the fourth all in standard and first of all that was just so much fun just because you you guys all came with or at least brad you came with uh, to all of them and you know we got to top eight our first gp together in minneapolis so that's still one of my you know, most treasured memories that just popped up on my Facebook feed not too long ago. And I still have the completely bicked hair from Japan where Christopher Larson and me flipped a coin to see who could bick the other person's hair and take a guess who lost, you know? (laughs) Um, But yeah, we top eight our first one together. And then the next one was GP Denver, which is all of our iconic time where uh, we all top aided and Brad won, Brad defeating both of us.
0: Oh, I don't and remember then, this. Could somebody, could somebody run me back how, how this played out?
1: Nah, that one's not you important. A lucky, a lucky yeah.
0: bastard. <laughs> and you were a
1: scumbag who left in magma spray against your loving brother. That's, that's the moral of that story.
0: Yeah, it seemed <laughs> like a learning experience for you.
1: I did learn. A teachable did moment. Learn. It was very good. And then I went on to Washington, D.C. for that GP. We played this white old Drowsy deck where we just shouldn't have done that realistically and just still continue to play team or energy. But played that top forward with that. And then the last one was Atlanta, where we went back to Teamer Energy and I top aided that. Ben Stark got re- revenge on me and beat me in the top eight. Um, and, you know, of course, just the high of top eighting that many GPs in a row, having, you know, logging onto Twitter and everyone's just like, is this real? Like, how, oh, why, what the hell is where, this guy? You know, yeah, D- Denver
0: actually. um, I think Corbin gave us our nickname, the bash bros. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, that's where we got this because the bash bros were two baseball players. Uh Uh-huh. And two hockey uh, players. Oh, was it first hockey players? Yeah, it wasn't it the Mighty Ducks, weren't they the bash bros? Oh, no. Well, yeah, but that's the joke from the baseball players. Do you know the baseball players?
2: I, I I I don't know. It's it's gone through so many iterations at this yeah. point. But no, I, I I do. Yeah, I know what you're about, but I don't know who. It, I don't know yeah, who sure. it was, which players it was. <laughs> but after I know they oh. adapted it to the Splash Bros for for Steph Curry. Curry. And- yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, but Play then Thompson. then after all that, I just got offers from I think TCG. It wasn't CFB or Star City Games, but one of the other smaller ones as well, offering
0: me whoa, to whoa, just whoa. TCG is not small. They're a very wonderful large company.
1: Yeah, no, but I mean, <laughs> like channel <laughs> Fireball and Star City, were the top two. There's there's nothing about for that.
2: Content- creation. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna talk some mad shit about TCG? No, I love you know, I TCG. For for many we, years. Yeah,
1: we had great times. That's where I met. You know, we we talked to Adam a lot. He now works for uh for Wizards. He was my very first content creation boss. And, uh, you know, went through the journey of starting to write some articles, kind of just realizing, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not a very good writer. I wasn't very good at it, but I did like a couple of videos and he's like, these hit home. You know, you, you crushed it with these. Let's try to start a video series. And that started dropping bombs and that I loved, you know, and I mean, just up mm-hmm. until a few months ago, I was I was doing dropping bombs every single Monday. Um, and, and that started my love for the content creation side of it
0: and uh and now, and now yeah. you're in, now you're now you're part of Wizards coverage team which is like
2: yeah, I'm sorry. He sent it and yeah. he sent in an article and he was like, this is not the real Corey Baumeister. I mean, look at all these grammar errors. Look at <laughs> <Yeah. all this." laughs>
1: No, he actually said it, I actually sent it in an article and he's like, this is not the real Corey Baumeister. These uh, this article is too clean because Brad was proofreading <laughs> my articles. He's like, this just can't yeah. be right. Let's <laughs> this is
2: go- this was ghost written. It yeah. was Adham actually wrote all my articles. I remember I, I
0: remember ever, helping so. you negotiate the first time with TCG when I was in Medora with Amber, Dad and Diane. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember stepping outside. They were all in some store and I was like talking to you about like like the the emails you were back and forth and negotiate initially. Yeah, and really I had fun. no
1: idea what the hell I was doing at the time, you know, like,
0: yeah, uh, I still don't.
1: Yeah, I, I've, yeah, I've gotten pretty good at the you've
0: gotten pretty yeah, good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've gotten a little bit better at that stage. But, you know, that that catapulted me to content. And uh, you know, I still was playing a decent amount, still did that, but that's were the peak of my competitive results. And then I just got fell in love with streaming, got to do verses um, at SCG, and then realized how much I just loved doing that and then side I, of it. Uh, and then yeah.
0: I decided to move back since you were starting to do verses. Then I came back, and we could both. Oh, never mind.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, crickets, yeah. crickets, crickets. Chirp, chirp, chirp. <laughs> Yeah, those are the big uh, story arcs of my career so far. The stories that made me, if you will.
0: Mm. I mean, that is the title that I'm trying to get through, the moments that made us.
1: I like it. What about you, Brian? What has made you? What is your final... Story that is well. Completed. I had a moment
0: that unmade me,
2: and it uh-huh. was behind a Seven yeah. Eleven on the way back from GP Richmond, two
0: thousand fourteen. All right, I'm going to stop you right there, Brian. Yeah, you can either tell your final story or that story. Only one of them. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: uh, okay. both of them were grueling. i
0: with either. I'm fine with either. <laughs>
1: yeah. Brad, yeah, both of them were grueling processes.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of bumps in the road. So I can either
2: tell the story where I shit behind a 7-Eleven because everything was closed down and I had to use Chipotle napkins, or I can tell my real story. I guess I'll go with the real story. So the real story was... uh, (laughs) Nice. Clever. Yeah. The real story was I uh, the final story that made me was... It was like a GP in Atlanta, just a random ass GP. It was a limited GP, actually. Um, and I, man, I was like on trajectory for top eight. And I went one and two in my last draft to go 12 and three and miss. But it was uh what format. It was one where you could open. It was Battle for Zendikar. That's what it was. Battle for Zendikar GP. And uh, it was the beginning of the season. And I had I believe I had top aided. Yeah, I top aided a GP earlier at that season. This was like the third GP of the year. And it was, I had top aided uh, Oklahoma City, where I lost to, uh, I lost the finals to Zach Elsek, who was playing Lantern Control. That was the big, like, Lantern Control breakout. And I was playing Splinter Twin, which was another case where I just copied. I didn't know what I was supposed to play and just copied Sam Pardee's Splinter Twin deck and crushed with it. It was a very well-designed list uh, of the deck. And um, I suddenly I had these two GP results where I've gone 12 and 3 in this GP and I've gone top 8 or second place in, in an earlier GP. And this was the second season that they were providing advice to worlds for people who... It was like you, you like there was like the GP master who got, got the most points from GPs it was like what draft master who did the best and limited at Pro Tours and constructed master who did the best in constructed and constructed in Pro Tours. And those were three ways that you could get to um worlds outside of just the normal, like having a million points and being platinum. Which was something that I I was never close on that on that metric. So. I made the decision like, hey, last year that GP master race was kind of a shit show um, in that like, you know, Alexander Hain ended up winning in the end because he 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 like really paced himself from everyone else. But up until the end of the season, nobody was really try- like nobody was like specifically gunning for it. It was just like Hain and uh, a couple other people who realized that they were doing well at it suddenly decided to go to all these GPs and try to win it. But I was like, why don't I just start from the beginning of the year before that like craziness at the end of the season happens and just go from it from the very start and just have a leg up on the, on people instead of like, Oh, I did well at a bunch of GPs and I'm suddenly in the race for this thing. I'll try now. And I made that decision where I like, I'm going to attend all these GPs and I'm going to go to all these tournaments and and try to do this, and I remember like people were just saying like, like that's stupid, like that's not likely to happen or whatever. Wait, really? So, I,
0: I I thought it was a great. Don't you? I was like your biggest supporter then. I thought it was a fantastic idea. Mm. Oh, I remember it. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? We were in Atlanta for like the third GP, and I got like Corbin to do an article on you.
2: He did. He did do an yeah. article on but me. But I yeah.
0: I pushed I pushed for that because. Like I gave them the story. I actually remember talking to you and saying, like, I personally don't want to do all that traveling, so I wouldn't want to do it for that reason. But for for the reasons you brought up, I thought it was a great idea because if you want to invest that time, like, for anyone that's actually wants to go for the GP Master, they have to fall into it. They just, like you said, like halfway through the season, they have a chance. And they're like, okay, I'll go for it now. But if someone outpaces everyone, and and just does all the hard GPS early and and grinds it then like you're going to push away some competition people aren't going to strive for it and you're going to have a chance of beating it. i actually thought Mm -hmm. it was a great idea for somebody crazy enough to go to 26 gps
1: (laughs) yeah it's a great idea if you really really hate yourself that much that you want to travel absolutely constantly
0: oh yeah i wouldn't say Mm -hmm. it was a great idea for everyone to do like everyone should be doing this thing but for somebody that wants to do it like i remember really supporting you
2: uh, that's not how I recall, it, but it, it's fine. I'll, really? I, I don't want to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh, too good. Anyway, um, so anyway, that was that was the thing. There is I I made that choice, and um, I'm really glad that I did because um, it, it ended up paying out for me. Like I ended up, I did end up winning it, and and that's how I went to Worlds. Ended up winning Worlds. And and honestly, like at that point in time, I was I was a pro, but not like a good pro. You know, I was like the so I I don't think I had ever even made gold before. Yeah, no, Um, I was
1: I remember me and you were at some some location, Barcelona. Barcelona, Yeah. And we were just like hot tubbing during day two of the pro tour. So clearly our our day went well, you know, and I had never hit gold either. And we were just both kind of commiserating. be Like, God it'd be pretty sick to hit gold or whatever. And like, I didn't play the pro tour afterwards or the f- next few after that. And then you hit worlds, hit platinum. And then I came back after that. But I, I distinctly remember us being in the pool, like hot tubbing and chilling.
2: Okay. Well, Barcelona is where I hit gold. That's why I said that. But oh, yeah, no, I don't remember where we were in that hot tub. Yeah. yeah I feel I, like I it was remember. in
0: Japan.
1: I think it was in Japan. Yeah. I think we both just missed. Yeah. Cause we missed day two. Um, and uh, like we both needed it for platinum, I believe. Like yeah, because I hit gold there. I no, because that was yeah.
2: that was later because I, think it was I had before already, that, yeah. That was missing platinum and I had never even hit gold before. Yeah, and I was but missing platinum too.
1: That yeah, agreed.
2: Yeah, regardless, like that, that really catapulted my career, like and it and it gave me confidence too, because when I realized like, okay, like I'm I'm trying to win this race against like Reed Duke Seth Manfield and um S- Saito and and I ended up beating them and actually went like beating those three players uh well there's a end big
0: there's a big asterisk there because Seth was in the race without needing it
2: I know yeah he, he
0: won the previous worlds already locked platinum for two years hmm. and worlds and just wanted to and win this too. it's just that he went to grand Prix. <laughs> he yeah, just continued he wasn't to going grind. for it
2: he just won everything and went to everything and you had
0: to yeah. sweat him losing in the top eight of the final grand prix it, it was wouldn't ludicrous. have been passed down no no, no he would have didn't. got no there was no pass down
2: yeah they didn't pass it down and he would have he if he got exactly first place in the last grand prix he would have beaten me and he he lost in the semifinals. And oh my god <laughs> To to Scott Lip, to Scott Lip he kept like a real loose seven and didn't get there. Oh, I don't and believe You're we
0: like, yeah, it doesn't
2: sound like I, Seth. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Seth at all. But yeah, I mean, I normally I wouldn't root against Seth, but I was like, yes, he kept a loose seven. He's missing land drops. Like, you went up, up and gave Scott. Yes.
1: You went up and gave Scott Lip the biggest hug after that. I imagine like,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was already I was already back at our house because it was like an hour drive from where we were staying as the uh, team Eureka and. We were just watching it on the TV connected to a computer and I was just sweating bricks the entire time.
2: Yeah, same. Because I didn't think Seth's draft deck was that good, but it's Seth and he won his quarterfinals match like super easily and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> uh, Not again.
0: <laughs> yeah. So good. Oh man. I can't I can't wait for tournaments to start back up and for, for new stories to emerge. And I actually want to ask all of you out, out there, if you're in the Discord or on Twitter, what are the moments that really have defined your career so far and what are you looking forward to? And mm-hmm. if any of us are involved with it, I'd love to hear those stories. Um, yeah. So tweet at us at Bash Bros Podcast, or if you'd like to subscribe to our Patreon and support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash bash uh, That's where you'll be able to get... Our pre-shows for for the episodes, as well as I think that's about all the content you're going to get for the, the the first tier. But you can get into our Discord, chat with us there. We'll start a thread about um about uh the moments, different stories and, and stuff. That'd be sweet. Yeah, and I'd love to hear from all of you. But that's going to do it for the show. We've already been running a little late. Yeah.
1: Um, we got the best part ahead unless, of us now. Sorry,
0: sorry, I I kind of pushed off that. I I didn't know if you had any like closing words for your story. I'm not trying to cut you off, Brian. I'm not salty about you misremembering our past <laughs>
2: or anything. Mm, okay. Uh No, I I don't really have anything there. I mean, I guess it's just I, I never th- didn't think about it, but all three of my stories are all just situations where I just like wasn't doing well and what or like wasn't putting that as wasn't putting a lot into magic and decided to put more into it and it got paid off. So, mm. I don't know. I guess I don't think that, I don't know if there's a moral there.
0: But. Well, the moral is you should come back.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you do
0: well in rivals league next year, you might get into MPL.
2: Oh, that's really? true. You yeah. could can, can you be should, back. You should,
0: yeah, you should. You could be back in the Magic Pro League.
2: <laughs> you yeah, you know sp- one of the one of the things that followed me through all those stories is that I felt like I had a sense of community because I I felt like being part mm-hmm. of the Magic community was huge and it it was a huge part of my identity and
1: that's what happened when, at the mpl right
2: <laughs> when the mpl started and i felt like all these people who i had you know kind of become sort of semi even if i didn't know them just interacting on platforms and stuff but i felt like i become friends with who are part of my community i felt like everyone just like suddenly hated me and turned their back on me for the mpl stuff and honestly, destroying that sense of community destroyed my desire to be part of playing competitive magic. So I don't yeah. think
0: I'll be back, but. Oh, I know. Um, and I think you'll yeah. be better off for it. Like we all yeah. had our time. I mean, it's been. It's a, a decade to do something is a long time. Yeah. And and taking all the the good memories is is the best you can do at this point.
1: And you got the all the community you need right here. Us too. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: We'll never <laughs> turn oh, yeah. our back on you unless we get a different special guest, of course.
2: Well, I mean, if we're doing the Astros podcast, it's gonna be all back. Yeah, but. yeah. Duifton is the
1: only person that you know. We we really want to try to get here more often. But other than that, we're never turning our back. You know.
0: Dude, yeah, truth be told, though. I would totally, I would totally start the Astros podcast, but it can't be about magic, and it just has to be about, I don't know, something. Brian, yeah, it can't call be it. about let's, ass. Let's it let's can't be about pro- ass
2: either. Yeah. No,
0: no, th- those are taboo words. <laughs> yeah, dude, with Brian, you and I, will we'll, we'll make a pilot one of these days.
1: <laughs> we got to make right, another. We got to make another corny commercial like we did for the Full House.
0: Uh, parody. We as in oh Jonathan, and I don't know if we can get Jonathan. To make oh, us yeah, extra I, stuff these days. Oh,
2: he's too I feel busy. Like he is, I feel like he's like it
0: would be like, hell no to that. Yeah, but, I think oh, I, yeah, I yeah. just
1: showed Jim that while he was here. He's like, this is incredible, and it really is. Uh, oh, it's one, of the, best, there. It's one yeah. of the best
0: things we've ever done in our career, and we didn't even do it. <laughs> and it was the beginning, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did film our stuff, though. That's true.
2: Hey, now, now true. that I quit WoW well, though, I actually have time to do the Aspera's podcast stuff. Okay, you know? let's branch out. So.
0: Oh hell so, yeah you you've done that. So yeah, we'll 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 do some brainstorming. Maybe we'll maybe we'll make the Astros podcast only Patreon subscribe only content.
2: Oh my god, oh, that would be great. Episode hey, only only one. fans <laughs> only fans content, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, as yeah, long as you take a
0: picture, as long as you take a picture of your actual ass for our branding.
2: Well, <laughs> I won't take a picture of it, but I will make chocolate molds of it. Perfect. <laughs> Second best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Well, that that'll be it for today, everyone. Now we've got uh, our favorite part of the show, which Woo! is listing off our cast and crew. These are all of our uh giant supporters for the Bachelor's podcast. So thanks again for all of you for supporting the show. And let's talk about all the jobs I do because that's that's how it works around here. You pay to work for us.
1: Damn right. Yeah. Appreciate all the cast and crew. You keep us afloat. We love you to death. Our first one is Tosilo. And uh Tosilo actually got fired about six weeks ago. Just brought him back. But now we still don't really know what Tosilo does. We need you to contact HR, AKR discord Group, and reapply for the job that you would like. Uh, I know you're a busy uh New Yorker, so we'll we'll see if if you can respond to us. But we, we need help, Tacilo
0: all right it'll, next. it'll
2: come in eight to 12 business days yes
0: <laughs> next up we got uh adam who is bbd's personal hype man the problem with that though is uh, adam actually couldn't get in contact with you to hype things up so he just made a world of warcraft account and <laughs> oh, has, yeah. has been has been leveling <laughs> it up for weeks now
1: yeah to get to the <laughs> same said. level as you so that he can you know hype you up and battle with you but we got bad news for adam
2: yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. I've uh, I've moved on to browner pastures. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> All right, we got Brandon, and that is our official BBP spokesperson slash the scapegoat. So any PR nightmares are handled by Brandon, who is also <laughs> the new person that we just hired, who is somehow responsible for decades of corruption in our organization as well
1: <laughs> yeah sounds uh sounds about right next up we got uh oh uh, a rough one here this is steve and that is a uh, brad's moving truck driver has steve arrived yet brad
0: no no they did re- they did contact me via email this weekend to call them and then when i called we talked for a little bit and they told me to call back the next day and then steve never answered the phone the next day so i'm going to call back steve. again today
1: steve
0: yeah it's 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 still a a terrible nightmare without any real you know you know it was really fun meaning for a while but at this point it's just too frustrating now. yeah it's getting <laughs> it's getting
1: worse and worse steve and so I blame you can just steve. show up yeah we love steve my, or...
0: my ass actually hurts right now because i'm still not in a great chair
1: well, do we have a podcast for you coming
2: up? Then? <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that, save that content for the cast, man. Come on. Next
0: up, we got DJ, who is the official copycat. Speaking of copycat, they uh, they just live in the memories of Corey. DJ just lives in the memories of Corey of, a, of the bright time of winning GP New Jersey. Oh,
1: mm. such bright time. Such bright. <laughs> I just thought of it, though. We can save it for the ass cast. Nice.
2: All right. Nice. Speaking of the opposite of bright times, <laughs> originally it was going to be Bino Gatista uh, on this cast. But in yeah. in the moments that made Bino, uh, he was actually stuck during the time he was supposed to be on this podcast. He actually uh, bored his way out of prison uh, through a hole behind a poster. He was actually stuck in a long tunnel of nothing but shit and piss so and it was in that time for for anyone
0: still listening to this that doesn't also listen to the pre-show it is a terrible joke and it's so hard to get to it yeah it it, (laughs) it's some bonus content to the pre-show if you listen to the bonus content I Um, i don't even know if i'd call it bonus i would just say other content it was a dark time additional, for Additional content, content yes. Uh, yes. You'll, you'll, you'll get, Bonus you'll name get you know. the joke then and it still won't be funny.
1: Exactly, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: S. <laughs> Saruti is next up and that's our business analyst. So, you know, whenever we got some business to attend to, like, you know, how did Bino get stuck in this tunnel of shit and piss? That's who we talked to.
0: Yeah, I, I now talk to S. Saruti about all of my uh, moving options.
1: Yes, you need to get on that. Yes. <laughs>
2: All right, next we have WAPA, and that is Brad's personal barista and dog walker. But won't walk D. Yeah. yeah, you won't walk. Yeah,
1: me. absolutely. No. Next up, we got Adham, and that is our ghostwriter. You know, any kind of bad jokes we make, it's all Adams, are all Adhams, uh, you know, doing. So if you really like them, that's us. But if you really don't like them, it's all Adham.
0: Or Gene Serrani. Next yeah, course, up, we got course, David yeah. Watt, who is our special guest screener. Uh, you know what? I, I, I fought with David for a long time about mm-hmm. who was going to be on these episodes, trying to, to make some changes. And David put his foot down and said, we are having Brian. And you know what? Brian, you were very pleasant today. I, I, I think I take David and you <laughs> for, for cra- you know, for for granted. Thank
2: you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think David does a wonderful job. Slow capped, clapped his magnificent work. I think he's a plus i disagree but sure continue all right disagreements can be had all right we have paul k Ka- <laughs> sarowski uh and that is bbd's wall-staring photographer but you know bad news number one not only did i quit world of warcraft number two i, I quit diet pepsi too oh not sure God. which one's more painful and in an effort to better my health i'm no longer drinking diet pepsi and it's congratulations you're
1: just gonna be in the weirdest it, withdrawals ever be like i need to play world of warcraft so bad and also i'm really missing diet pepsi it's like what that's a weird combination but
2: <laughs> i know i know it's 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 gonna be a rough few weeks and yeah. i've also sworn off staring at walls too i mean it's oh just my that, god dude one at a time like, you can't be you doing these monumental things
1: yeah floors floors i'm gonna stare at tits yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Next up, we got Phil. And Phil has just been with us from the beginning. You know, Phil just make sure any kind of these big changes that we really go through are A, Bs, and Cs, one, twos, and threes, and make sure all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed, and just really does the best job out of anyone at doing those things.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Main player here. All right. Sultan nabasi mm. who is our designated mana dork. Uh yeah, we didn't have a lot of magic this week. So I guess um yeah,
2: I guess I we're the were dorks. Three, yeah, there were three manadorks. There this were three manadorks in this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, we got Eric Knoll, BBP head of health and safety who actually um kind of berated me the other day. Oh, really? what happened? What happened? Well, see, it was it's my job around the BBP offices to deal with the dumpster out back and of course uh, you were five minutes late again weren't you no i was (laughs) on time this time but there's actually a regulation around the dumpster that it must be at least six feet from any doorways oh and i had the dumpster was only 5.5 feet away from the doorway and that was that's on me you know
0: yeah but eric was eric takes his job seriously he didn't that, enjoy that was a very interesting and funny story thank you for that yeah you're welcome you were let yes, go you were let
1: go for less from great Star contribution game, so, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> next up speaking of great contributions next up we got Gare meldy and uh, we've just contributed all of this merch that Gare is the manager over he doesn't really get why none of them are selling so that's something we gotta you know ping gear about but uh yeah, that is definitely our merch store manager.
0: Yes, and you can find our merch. In
1: online. that same dumpster that is 5.5 feet away from the door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Next up we got Patrick, who is our office party coordinator. And uh we just had a great party, a housewarming party. Right we did. Where we played some can jam and fuck shit up, bro. I'm not gonna lie, we were on fire fire for those two games
1: oh yeah we uh we couldn't be stopped we couldn't be
0: stopped i love it look, you should look up this game brian can jam it's so fun yeah it what might even it? be something that your family might want to get like get it for the beach it's just look up k-a-m-j-a-m it's like okay. a 30 game you can get on amazon we yeah. i'm in love with it it's pretty much two. okay so so picture it's it's made out of plastic but picture yoga mat now okay. roll it up, um, the two, sh- the not the long width side, but the two to make a circle, and you set them up, and they're kind of like a can sitting out in in a yard. You have two of them, and you you're you and a teammate. It's kind of like um, uh this this the bag sand game cornhole, where you and one of the opposing players sit on one side, and the other two are on the other side, and it's with a frisbee, and you're trying to get the frisbee in the hole, but the teammate um that's not throwing can slap the frisbee in or touching it and then the points are like if you slap so, it
2: So I've played this game before. Oh yeah. have do you want to know do you want to know where I played this game? Where? where? With my family at the beach the last time I went to the no, beach. No oh my God <laughs> 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 It's
1: that's
3: such great. a fun
2: game. It was a fun game, yeah, yeah. So I, have, I actually do know this game, and I have played yeah. it. Yeah, we, we it played fun. it a
0: lot last week, and at, at the end of the night, court, and I played on a team, and we were just actually on fire. Like we
1: were dominating. Now I left all the cans like set up in the garage too, so they won't have that weird kind of uh, you know war mold to warp warp to them. So next yeah. time we have another a jam session, they'll be pristine. Yeah, nice. and,
0: and we have Patrick to thank for all of that. Yes, yeah, so that was the last <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, uh, we have Victor, and that's Brad's first place trophy holder. So,
0: does that mean Victor is in the back of a truck or at a warehouse just chilling, being like, Where, where is everyone? He's like, This What's job happening? fucking
2: sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, been held, he's been held hostage in the back of a truck for like months now. Yeah, poor Victor.
1: Speaking of somebody who has been held up in the back for months, that's Dr. Unks. That's our resident proctologist. And it's just been held up, you know, near and in BBD's back for s- months. So, yeah, you know, just doing some good work. How you feeling, BBD? Uh,
2: sad, but cleaned out. Okay. Nice.
1: That was literally the job description was like, if you can get BBD sad and cleaned out, you've done your job. So great work, Dr. Unks.
0: Yes, thank you, Dr. Ong. So Thank you, everyone else, uh, and everyone in the cast and crew for supporting the show. And we will be back next week with another episode of the Bash Bros Podcast, hopefully with some previews to talk about.
1: Ooh, can't wait. Bye-bye. See y'all. Bye.